So I just want to welcome you this morning and I thank you guys for being here. I believe this journey that we're on is is for all of us. I just want you to know sometimes we come in and we teach and I'm hearing as I'm teaching. So some of it is not pre-planned even though we have this PowerPoint. So I'm willing to go in whatever direction I believe the Lord is going to lead us um, this morning. But it's good to see some of your faces. I've been missing you. Glad to have you here. And we're going to begin this teaching by talking about, really, um, I'm going to go directly into the teaching, but just as an FYI, the calendar is inside the um, conservatory group, and it's also on the conservatory page. Please pay attention to this because we have a couple of times where we're not going to be having service. I also just want to remind you guys um, real quick that if you are making a donation to or contribution offering or tithe to the conservatory, please do it through the website. I really, really need you to do it through the website. Um, if you're giving to me, all the information is the same. You can see it um, here, but just that's just a brief note. I'm not going to hang out there. But we're going to talk about what is the prophetic for real, for real, for real. And I don't mean this conversation in a way that says other people have not, not been teaching it for real. But I want for us to know that it is for real because the journey that we are on, there's just a lot of crazy stuff happening. And we're in a time when God is changing language. He's redefining how we see things, and we have permission to not see and, and accept the way things have always been. And I think it's so important for us to do that. I'm an explorer. I'm a scribe. Scribes are scholars by nature, some of them. Not all scribes are scholars, but I definitely am. And I definitely want you to be able to say, look, I studied this out for myself. I always tell you, don't take my word for anything. Make sure that you are on the path of going back and studying because I could be wrong. I could have missed something, you know, and but I know that today I'm in a better place of hearing God and teaching than I ever have been in my entire life. And I know some of you feel that because, the you know, the scripture tells us about how we are whom the Lord says free is free. Indeed, my hearing is free. My understanding of the scripture is in a free place. I've been able to um, strip the templates of the past. I've been grateful for every teacher that I've had up until this point, you know, of my current alignments. But I always say, God, I want the good of everything that I've ever received from anyone. But I'm, I'm wanting to let go of everything that I received and my spiritual upbringing that has not been good for me. So I want to encourage you to pray that same prayer because sometimes we can hold on to foundations that really need to be dug up and new foundations laid. And this is one of those conversations. So I'm asking you with everything in me to keep your ears open and um, try not to build upon things that you've already heard, but to ask God, hey, I need something new because some of us are very confused in our hearing. We're very, you can see by the prophetic words or what we think are prophetic words. So this teaching is um, ongoing. I don't know how long we're going to be on it, but I know we're going to be on it past, past two lessons. So this will be all of November for us. So <laughs> we're going to dig deeply into um, this question, what is the prophetic for real, for real? Um, we're going to heal our understanding of the prophetic. That's what we're doing. We're healing our understanding, our apprehension. Um, we're healing our view. Um, and what we're teaching is straight in the word, straight scripture. This is not, I'm giving you revelation. No, the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 13 that prophecy will cease. So if prophecy is going to cease, we've got to figure out what's going to last. We have to know what's eternal because a lot of us live as if 
prophecy is eternal. The only prophecy that's eternal, listen to this, or the prophetic push that is eternal are the promises of God. That's eternal. But the little stuff we be telling each other, you know, the little things that that, that stuff gonna die. But the word can't die because Jesus is the word. So his promises will live because all of his promises to us are written in his word. So if God promised you a, a 15,000 square foot garage, that's going to die. <laughs> you know? That's one of those things that's going to die. It's going to die either when your life is over or when it's not fulfilled or whatever it may be. Listen, it's not eternal. So we're going to be moving into dimensions of the prophetic. Um, not today, but what I just mentioned to you about prophecy and things like that, that's one of the dimensions we're going to tap into because we need truth and we need to eradicate the confusion. We need to er eradicate the leaning into our own understanding. We need to eradicate that and get back to the foundations. So I'm always going to push you to what did Jesus say in his word? Where are the examples that you can find that validate what you're saying. If we're going to be raising up prophets or re helping deconstruct and reconstruct prophets, then we have to look at where things are in scripture and the word. It's not bad to go back to the bones. It's not. And then build all of the tendons, the sinews, the muscles, you know, get the blood flow going. We can do that too, but sometimes we have to go because a lot of people think that they're prophets, but they can't hear. Can't hear a, a can't hear a, a, a you know a, a bomb go off, so we have to be absolutely sure that our first level of hearing is: Do you know where the scriptures are? Do you know what the word says? Because without that, you are no prophet. I'm sorry, but you are no prophet. You being able to hear does not make you a prophet if you don't know the word. So we've got to get to, we, we got to kind of dig that out. Oh my God, what is the prophetic for real? We have to know what the prophetic is for right now. It's a chill, a, a, a bump, a hallelujah, a preach it. it. That's what it is to most people. A revelation that makes no sense except to all the people in that asylum. So we have to get to a place where we are, are able to know the voice of God and understanding what is the prophetic is the beginning of that. So if you know somebody struggling in their prayer life, they ain't prayed in months, ever really had a prayer life. If they have never really, um, if they, well, I just can't read the Bible. I just follow, so that, listen, they hold no office in the kingdom. <laughs> It's all in their head. <laughs> it's, it's just the truth. It's all in their head. They're either babies and we won't say the other word because we don't really use um, the F-O-O-L word anymore. <laughs> but you know, the best what the Bible calls it. It's not calling people that. It's stating the condition of a person. I can spell it even though I won't speak it. And we have to be honest about those things. And so I hope this is not um, a lesson where um, people are going to be easily offended. It's not about that. It's not about that. So Father, we just thank you for the teaching this morning. We thank you for how you're guiding our ears, how you're guiding our sight, and how you're guiding our appetite, and how you're diet, uh, um, guiding our digestion this morning. Father, we just decree and declare that um, what you would like for your your um, sons and your daughters to hear, Lord, concerning this, that they hear. Father, you meet us all wherever we are, but this is such a simple message this morning. I hope we're able to hear it line by line and step by step. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Healing our understanding of the prophetic. As I told you before, this entire series is not about proving that we learned something wrong. We don't have anything to prove. We all know that we have not learned things correctly and we have not taught things 
um, correctly. It's not about dishonoring what we were taught. It's not about saying, my God, I had a bad leader. Sometimes we know this, we can only teach from where we're at and we can only teach for what we know. And we also know that different dispensations, different times open up new and fresh revelation. So we have to keep those things in, in mind. It's not about pointing out leaders who teach error in doctrine. It's not, but it is about saying, if you know the truth, why keep teaching things that are futile? Why keep teaching things that keep people in a past mindset? So we are going to point out those things because that's important, but it's not making people shame or embarrassed or saying you're not smart enough. That's not what we're saying to people as they go through this teaching. It's about being in a new day of the apostolic. It's about preparing ourselves for what is before us right now. We're moving into the new. We're changing our perspective. We're moving into the now. It's about preparing ourselves for what is to come. And there's a whole lot coming. Can we mentally stand up in the midst of it? Can we doctrinally be able to hold on to anchors in our lives and not be moved? Can we um, stop looking for movements and start receiving just the present where we are right now? Well, this is a move. No, it's not. It's your flesh. You know, we have to get to this point where we um, um, are able to stand no matter how difficult life becomes for us personally or the world around us shapes our corporate experience. We're positioning our hearts and minds to discern the divine apostolic nature of Christ from the distortions. Even though we're talking about the prophetic, the prophetic itself is apostolic, right? God moves prophetically, but all prophetic activity comes from God's apostolic mind is he is the apostolic. The prophetic can only exist because the apostolic exists. When the Lord said, let there be, the apostolic was there because it set order, even though the prophetic moved to create a world, right? So we wanna be sure that we understand from the past teachings we've had that the apostolic is what guides God. The prophetic is what moves all of it and implements everything that he puts in place. It's the moving of the spirit that heals us. It's the moving of the spirit that gives us understanding and insight. It's the moving of the spirit that causes us to be able to learn day by day, moment by moment. Can you guys see that? So that's what we're talking about. We have to know the relationship between the apostolic and the prophetic because when we understand that relationship, we can understand our own calling. It's a lot of bad intel going out into the earth that has gone out and that's increasing in its ridiculousness. One of the teachings we're going to do is talk about the five, five myths of the prophetic. We're not doing that today, but that's going to be one of our Sunday messages. The top five myths of the prophetic. But right now we're dealing with this last point too. These last two points, redefining the apostolic within eternal intention. And we can also say redefining the prophetic within eternal intention. What will last beyond your life? What will last when we are all ruling and reigning without the hindrances of our humanity with God. We're restoring our understanding, purging our mind, our spirit from limited, distorted intel. One of the most profound words I ever received, oh my God, was Teresa. Even the prophetic words you receive about yourself need to be judged. Oh my God. And not just by your buddy, you know, not by your peer, but it needs to be judged in a community of people that understand what the prophetic is and that understands, you know, what the heart of God is. You know, I'm listen, I'm not going back to Moses for anything that I need. 
that day and that time is not relevant to Teresa's right now. You know, I want to know what God is doing in the earth and I want any obstacle of, of the past to not be in my way to see my future, to see my now. We're learning to make Christ our true priority. We're digging out selfish motives, mandates, people stuff. We're filling some holes, cracks, misalignments. We're creating a foundation on which to build a better understanding of Ephesians 4.11 callings and ministry. And we're seeing the prophetic from a simple perspective within ourselves. Remember, this is this teaching today should be interpreted as what is the prophetic in my life? That's the foundation because just like what is the apostolic mind in my life? What is the apostolic in my life? If you don't know that, we definitely can't go out trying to tell other people what it is. And if we're not living it, oh my God. One of the, um, we had a couple of people share last week. And I love that because one of them was sharing their struggle that they're facing right now. And all I could see was the apostolic because listen, they're pushing through the worst time of their lives and they're winning. Are you understanding? They're, they're distraught. Their continents may be cast down, but they're, they're not giving into it. That's apostolic. Apostolic is you taking home the mind of Christ as you push through Gethsemane, as you walk to the cross, as you say, forgive them, God, because they know not what they do, as you are suffering under the burning sun and you give up the ghost. The apostolic gets us to the point of giving up the ghost where we can say it is well with my soul. That's the apostolic. It's not how many churches you build and that's the mind of God. Suffering to God is not the same thing as suffering as we understand it. So we have to say that because if we're interpreting the prophetic from a place of how great I am and what I can do with it, we're no different from a magician. Oh, can't wait to talk about that more because most people I see these days operate in magic, but they hate Harry Potter. It's crazy. It's delusional. We must grasp that we are the seal. And this teaching on the prophetic makes it even more clear than ever. We are sealed in Holy Spirit. All the prophetic proves this. It proves it. Oh my God. And we will deal with that lie about people. Some people say, well, not everybody is prophetic. I now know that is a lie and that is a bad teaching for our sons of God, for people. Even if you don't believe in the Holy Spirit the way that we do, we all hear God. And that is a prophetic act. It is a lie. So we're going to bring some of those um, distortions and confused places down today. Um, so here we go. This is just a slide. This won't make sense to most people. If all you're listening to is this one, I will tell you that if this is the only teaching you have listened to, you have already missed what we're going to talk about today because we love foundation in the conservatory, building new foundation and reconstructing them. There is no understanding of the prophetic without the apostolic. The Jesus said, I am the father of one. We're one with God. You can't have one without the other. You cannot. You cannot, not in the kingdom. So we need to have an understanding of both. Not necessarily the understanding of all the callings, but we do need to know what the apostolic is. Right beside the prophetic. They labor together. Oh my goodness, who is God? I want to start with this, not to teach who is God, but to hear what God has said about himself. God's own words about who he is. 
And we've done this before, but we've done it in a, in a different context. So if you have your Bibles, I always ask you guys, if you can, to um, let me find that passage, wherever it may be. Let's see. Hold on. Give me a minute. I want to make sure that um, I think this is the right browser. I try to close out all of my browsers so I'm not um, pulling you all into my other stuff that I've been doing this morning. But I want to just go here. And, and right now, I just want us to hear the beauty of this. It's not about teaching it. I just want you to hear this. And we know that Job 38 is really the response of God to Job. And, you know, whether you believe this is an allegory or an actual situation really doesn't matter in this instance. But what does matter is that you believe that maybe in the midst of this this um, scenario in the book of Job with all Job is going through that God did speak because I believe all scripture is inspired all of it uh, you know especially the stuff in the old covenant because we know that that is who Jesus became right so I want us to just kind of look at this the Lord reveals his omnipotence to Job. We're reading from the New King James Version. And the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind. I, I, listen, out of the whirlwind. He says, who is this who darkens, who darkens counsel by words without knowledge? Now prepare yourself like a man and I will question you and you will answer me. That's not the part. Here we go. He says, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined his measurements? Surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it? To what were its foundations fastened? Or who laid its cornerstone? When the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. Or who shut up the sea with its doors when it birthed forth and issued from the womb? When I made the clouds its garment and the thick darkness its swaddling band, when I fixed my limit for it and set bars and doors, when I said, this far you may come, but no farther, and here your proud waves must stop. Have you commanded the morning since your days began and caused the dawn to know its place? that it might take hold of the ends of the earth and the wicked be shaken out of it. It takes on form like clay under a seal and it stands out like a garment. From the wicked, their light is withheld and the upraised arm is broken. Have you entered the springs of the sea or have you walked in search of the depths? Have the gates of death been revealed to you or have, have you seen the doors of the shadow of death? Have you comprehended the breadth of the earth? Tell me if you know all of this. Where is the way to the dwelling of light? And darkness, where is its place? That you may take it to its territory. Mm, mm, mm. That you may know the past to its home. Do you know it because you were born then or because the number of your days is great? Have you entered the treasury of the snow? Or have you seen the treasury of the hail, which I have reserved for the time of trouble, for the day of battle and war? By what way is light diffused or the east wind scattered over the earth? Who has divided the channel for the overflowing water or the paths for the thunderbolt to cause it to rain on a land where there is no one and wilderness in which there is no man? to satisfy the desolate waste and cause to spring forth the growth of tender grass. Has the rain a father? Or who has begotten the drops of dew from whose womb comes the ice and the frost of heaven who gives it birth? The waters harden like stone and the surface of the deep is frozen. Can you bind the cluster of the Pleiades or loose the belt of Orion? Can you bring out Maseroth in its season? Or can you guide the great bear with his cubs? Do you know the ordinances of heaven? Can you set their dominion over the earth? 
Can you lift up your voice to the clouds that an abundance of water may cover you? Can you send out lightning that they may go and say to you, here we are. Who has put wisdom in the mind? Or who has given understanding to the heart? Who can number the clouds by wisdom? Or who can pour out the bottles of heaven when the dust hardens and clumps and the clods cling together? Can you hunt the prey of lion or satisfy the appetite of the young lions when they crouch in their dens or lurk in their lairs to lie in wait? Who provides food for the raven when his young ones cry to God and wonder about for lack of food? If we don't know God is our source, when will we? This is how he described himself. He just, he's like, I am God. I am that I am. Oh my goodness. There are other scriptures, but listen to this. He says this in Isaiah 45, 5 through 6. I promise this has everything to do with the prophetic. He says, I am the Lord. There is no other. His words. There is no God besides me. I will guard you, though you have not known me. Oh my God, that they may know from the rising of the sun to its setting that there is none besides me. I am the Lord. There is no other. Listen, I love this part that they may know from the rising of the sun to the setting. I believe the prophetic is there. Everything about the prophetic is about that they may know me, that they may know from the rising of the sun to its setting that there is no one besides me. I am the Lord and there is no other. In the past teachings, um, we talked about how the ultimate sin is not your fornication, your cussing, your drinking. Your favorite list of sins is that they have not believed. That they've not believed. If there is a great sin, it's the one Jesus talked about in the book of John. When he introduced us to Holy Spirit. And that she said, the world has already been judged, but Holy Spirit is in the earth. And his first priority is to convict the world of sin. And he says, the sin that they have not believed. Oh, my God. You want a worse sin? It's called unbelief. Not unbelief that God promised me a car. I got to keep my belief. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the belief that if you are broke, sick in your body, near death, that you can stand there and still say, I know that he is the Lord and there is no other. It's that crosswalk. It's the crucifixion. It's the moment that life meets us. Real life meets us. Oh my God. This is the desperation of the prophetic. Oh, Jesus. Oh my God. If we don't get this, we will always abuse the prophetic. We will rape the very nature of eternity's intention. Oh my God, I am the Lord and there is no other. Reminds me of the 10 commandments. The first one, all right? It reminds me of the greatest um, commandment. The first one that Christ spoke, love him, love God. I am the Lord and there is no other. Oh. 
my God, my God, my God. May we understand. Understanding is not some great revelation about what the prophetic is. It's a great revelation about who God is. Oh my God. Here we go. Who is God? He just told us. Well, that don't help me. Well, just read what he said to Job and sit down. I mean, <laughs> just sit down. <laughs> You're not, we're not, we're not capable of knowing the essence of him at that level. Oh, and no one holds the moratorium on who he is because each and every one of us is a facet of him and his goodness and his grace. Oh my goodness. He's omniscient. That's what Job 38 told us. He's all knowing. All knowing. He's omnibevolent. That's what Job 38 told us. He's all giving. All giving. The word ahava has its roots in giving. The, one of the main parts of that Hebrew letter, those two Hebrew letters that make that word is giving. The other one is um, love. So when Jesus says, I, when God says, I am love, he's literally telling us that I am the giver of love, the source of love. Oh my God, there are different kinds of love, but the purity of those different kinds only come from his omnibevolence. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere. Listen, why is this important? Because the prophetic is omniscient. The prophetic is omnibevolent. It, it, it exercises that dimension. The, he, he's omnipresent. The prophetic is everywhere. Nature by default, creation by default is an example of God's omnipresence. Even the things he created speaks for him. I think it's Psalm 119 where he talks about um, the, the earth, the sky, the things he created. It has no speech, but it speaks, it declares. So the prophetic is not just you and me having a woo-woo moment. It's not magic. It's not the magic wand. Blah, 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 blah. The, 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 now the Holy Spirit is here because we spoke in tongues. Or because we said, welcome Holy Spirit. We can say that. There's nothing wrong with it, but that's not what the prophetic is. Is this helping you guys? The prophetic is in everything. The prophetic was in the person who created the car. He may have been hovering <laughs> versus dwelling, but he was there. There is nothing that is benefiting us in a positive way that is helping us live and breathe that God is not in. There are different kinds of prophetic manifestations, different dimensions of the prophetic, and it is unlimited because we serve an omniscient, omnibevolent, omnipresent, omnipotent, omnificent God. Are you still with me? If I lost anybody, let me know. We have limitations, but God does not. Oh my God, he is all powerful. Unlimited creative power. He is the source of all. And so humble that he doesn't do any of it with force. Oh, keep walking with me. Keep walking, keep walking. Look at your own life, all the things you have accomplished before Christ and with him now. It's all been the work of an omniscient, omnibevolent, omnipresent, 
omnipotent, omnificent God who is everywhere in everything all the time. There's this movie that I had to go see. Nobody wanted to go with me to see this movie, but I went to see it anywhere. It's called Everything Everywhere All at Once. Say what you want about that movie, but I got it. All I could hear was how God is, the real God. I mean, it was a little silly movie, but I'm telling you the thought process that went behind that is something else. To be in all dimensions at one time, that's God. We can't do that, but that's who he is. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to your name, God. Glory to your name. Colossians 1.17, he is before all things. And in him, all things are held together. If he said, let there be, that was apostolic. But everything that happened after that was holding it together. I'm going to say that again. He said, let there be light. Everything that proceeded after that was the work of the Holy Spirit to hold that one statement together. You shall live and not die. That was apostolic. But absolutely every choice you make is your prophetic declaration to cause that to be true. Are you following? Are you tracking? To understand the prophetic, we must be convinced of the truths about God. He is the source of all things concerning us. We must agree. God told me this and God told me that. Where is the prophetic resolution in you concerning the vision he gave you? For every prophetic word, there was a decision and a choice that prophetically guides it. Why didn't that happen? For every prophetic declaration, there is a decision and a choice within you that must guide it. Belief, unbelief, right? Provided he said that from the beginning, you know, so hopefully by the end of this, we'll be able to say, God did not say that. That was all me. And it's okay. I acknowledge now that I've been listening to myself. God, forgive me. I've been leading into my own understanding, my, my, my own longings, my own desperation has brought me into this place of confusing your voice with mine. And I've gotten five friends together and they have bought into my delusion. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> we need the word. We need the source of all things. Oh my God, my God. God is spirit. Listen to me. He's not a spirit. Scripture doesn't say that. He, Greek doesn't say that. It says God is spirit. Oh, he's everywhere. He's in everything. All at once. Oh my God. And we must worship him in spirit and in truth. But the part we're dwelling on right now is God is spirit. Oh my goodness, 1 Corinthians 6, 19. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God? So God's own spirit is the Holy Spirit. That should shake you to your bone. But we treat him like he's a magic wand when all it is is God with you, keeping his promise. 
We're not just disrespecting God, um, the spirit. We're disrespecting God himself because it's his spirit everywhere, all over us, all at once, everything operating, everything we need is given to us. Everything we have is living in us because it is God in you, the hope of glory. Talk about humility. Now the scripture says this, there are tons of scriptures. Tons, I'm only picking out the ones that I wanted to put here. Do you not know? Because see, we stop at your body as the temple and you dirty and you nasty. We don't go no further. We, we sin conscious that we can't even see what he is saying. Keep your temple clean. That's true. But that's not the apostolic nature of this verse. Oh my God. Or do you not know that your body, in other words, I want you to know how privileged you are. I want you to know how blessed you are. Girl, this body you got, you have, look, he, he knows how messed up you are, but he is in you. And I want you to know whom you have from God. Whom you have from God to help you because you're not your own anymore. You do not have to rely on yourself anymore to get anything done. Listen, I don't teach a lot from the old covenant and it's not because of the covenant that was made. It's because they didn't have the indwelling. They didn't have to manage having a living God living in them. But what's amazing about them it was sheer will, sheer choice, sheer decision that led them. Now that's something. But here we are. My body is the temple. Who is in you of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God? Oh, God. That should break us down. God himself is with us. Jesus is in us, Emmanuel, God with us. They're one, right? You can't have Holy Spirit without the other two. That's that separating stuff that Christians like to do. Either he's one or he's not. You've never heard me teach on the Trinity. Or speak on it ever in my life. Because I believe it's a false doctrine. I'm, I'm not saying that because I don't believe in the person of the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit. I'm saying it because it causes us to compartmentalize things too much. Because whatever we're doing in secret, all three see it. Right? Holy Spirit is our umbilical cord. Every prophetic movement, if there has been one authentically, every encounter you've ever had is only able to come to pass because of Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is the only person that can work the works of God in the earth. Holy Spirit is the only person that fulfill creation. Let there be light. Who was that? The spirit of God moved upon the face of the deep, divided the waters. Anything, talk about omnificent, all creative. And then here we are, us, with all of our different abilities and creativity and, and different factions, it's omnificent running through us. It's all God. But I, I, God told me I'm this. He told me, well, as long as you are one-sided in your view, you'll never grasp the fullness of who you are before him. Oh, it's all the prophetic. Can you see it? 
Before I go any further, let me know that you're understanding. Because we're conservators. I, I'm not called to teach the whole world. I, I'm just those I'm assigned to. Oh my God. But listen to this. First Corinthians 2, 10 through 11. Read the whole thing. The whole, this, this whole chapter is, is necessary. But we're going to focus on these two verses. But God has revealed to them, but God has revealed them to us. So just so you know, he's talking about the water, the spirit, and the blood. Um, well, no, not in this one. That's another passage of scripture. I'm getting ahead of myself. For God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. For what a man, for what man knows the things of man, except the spirit of the man, which is in him. Even so, no one knows the things of God, except the spirit of God. That's Holy Spirit. See, we the anointing, um, the wind of God. We have all these words that are in scripture, words that we don't made up. And all we're talking about is the same thing. Holy Spirit. That anointing on her strong. Um, if it's the anointing, it's Holy Spirit manifesting and revealing himself through her life. It's not her. We don't have that kind of power. But we're grateful for people who live lives or have the ability to catch the moment that can access it and pour it out, right? Uh, that's the vessel. The vessel is not all your religious protocol. The vessel is, the, when you think of the word vessel, think of people that can tap in. That's a vessel. Your religious activity does not make you a vessel. It just creates the opportunity for it. Mm. No one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Why is this scripture important? Why is the one before it important? Because we have to be convinced that Holy Spirit is the spirit of God. It's not something different. The anointing isn't different. Preaching the church down is not anything different. It's, it's all, it's, it's the same spirit. First Corinthians 12, all these different gifts, same spirit. Study that on your own. We've, we've torn up first Corinthians 12. We're not reading that today, but it is the perfect example of what I'm talking about here. You have to be convinced that the Holy Spirit is not a whole separate party going on by himself. They are one. If Holy Spirit is in you, so is God and Jesus. Right? <laughs> huh. Here we go. Almost at the end. When we see and know Holy Spirit, we must see who he is beyond fantasy, them crazy dreams we have, magic, intuition, the force of the supernatural. Not everybody's dreams are weird and strange. But if that is our extensive extent of conversing with him, communing with him, we're in trouble. If he's only good enough to get to, to amplify our superpower, then, then we're in trouble. Because for some of us, the prophetic of us, the apostolic of us, the evangelistic of us, the nurturing of us, to us is like a superpower. It's something the X-Men got. And the only thing we look for Holy Spirit to do is charge us up. Like them Power Rangers. Most people are acting like that with their giftings and callings. They're waiting for the super dino charger power. <laughs> I mean, hey. 
Oh my God. While we use varying terms to describe his earth manifestations, the Holy Spirit or the Spirit of God's earth manifestations and releases among us, we like anointing, miracles, signs, wonders, discernment. It's all the work of the Spirit. Are you clear? Nothing can take place in the earth that is of God without the helper. He's been helping from the beginning. With these truths before us, we can now confidently define the prophetic this way. It is the tangible and intangible presence of God within us, around us, all through us, and all its releases without limitation. It's that simple. It's just the work of the spirit in the earth. When we feel it, that's when we, that's when we feel like we know the prophetic is with us. We call what we experience the prophetic. I, I want you to hear me. Don't be mad. But the prophetic is the prophetic regardless of how you feel. He don't have to manifest. God does not have to make himself known to be present. We got two nature people here. They love nature. All they're doing is eating clean and posting walks and, and taking hikes and looking at little flowers. And I love them. One in California, ain't gonna call her name. <laughs> but I love it. Because when we can see the prophetic in everything, we've already connected with God on a different level than most people. I'm going somewhere with this. Bear with me. Bear with me because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. What does that really mean? Fullness. That's him. The fullness is God. Oh, God. So it, we recognize the prophetic from an atmospheric perspective. Nothing is wrong with that. We should. But what about when you don't feel it? See, this is the part about knowing God that we have to get into understanding because even if we don't, even if he's silent for 400 years for us, he is still very well present. He never left. He never left. Oh my God. It is presence released through Holy Spirit. Presence is the prophetic. Presence is the prophetic. Presence is the prophetic. Not antics. Hoops and shouts and loops. Not revelation. Revelation is a dimension, but it is not the prophetic in the sense of by itself, because revelation can't exist without the spirit of God. So presence has to be there for revelation to be there. Oh my God. I hope someone is understanding. Anything you think you can do for God, you cannot. Anything we do for the kingdom is only because he enabled us to do it. Oh, my God. Oh, man. This teaching must go before prophesying. Or else we'll think we're great and not God. But you need to understand this because God is only concerned with revealing himself.
That's why we have to teach this. Because some of the stuff people revealing has nothing to do with God. How does this benefit eternity? Oh my God. It is presence released through Holy Spirit, God's spirit, the spirit of truth, the spirit of God, the comforter, the anointing, the breath of God, the wind of God, the counselor, the fire of God. Whatever your favorite name for him is, it's still the spirit. If you're talking about the prophetic. Are y'all tracking? Man, 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 we talk about witches and we have no idea who's among us. They operate every day and we give them permission. It's another spirit. Most of what we see is another spirit. God did not spend all day criticizing people on social media. He did not spend all day pointing out the worst about us all day long. I mean, show me where he did that. Show me where Jesus does that. Yes, the prophetic is, that's, in this dispensation, after the, the resurrection, the prophetic is for exhortation. It's for encouragement. Doesn't mean there's no alignment or correction, but it's the way it's done. Thank God I'm free of, the, of religion. And every day getting freer and freer because that stuff try to creep back up. Oh my God. The prophetic is not separate from Holy Spirit. The prophetic is Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is the prophetic, the presence of the Lord in, through, around us, and that goes before us. Holy Spirit is the force of everything that's created. He's God with us. So that means that the prophetic embodies who God is because it is God. Oh, man. He's one. We got all kind of clever stuff. You coming to that prophetic conference? No, I am not. Well, you want to read this book? No, sir. And it's not arrogance. It's just that when you walk in a place where your understanding has been elevated by the spirit of God, you don't want to read something and all you see is error, error, not understanding, no elevation, no next level. Where is the spirit of truth? Different dispensation. People are not moving forward. I tell you guys all the time, I, I want to be with people. But if my spirit is grieved and they only want to share their point and they don't want to hear me, I cannot dwell there. They're getting offended by things you say when you're just being yourself. But you want me to listen to you. But you make no room for me. It don't work like that. Create the people that you need. I hear the Lord saying this. Some of you are desperately trying to hold on to old relationships, but God is going to separate you because they're not hearing you. You can fight that if you want to, but it is the Lord speaking. You cannot dwell. They don't want to come up and eventually they're going to disrespect you. And you're going to be mad. When you should have left all the time ago. They're going to be too lit busy looking at who you sit under, who you hang out with. They're going to be too busy looking at what y'all doing. I'll never see y'all doing it because we're not concerned with the sideshow. Listen. Create the world around you that you want to live in. 
Oh my God. Doesn't mean anything's wrong. A lot of the free people that I walked away from are now where I am in their understanding. They're waking up and we're reconnecting. But in that season, I had, mm -mm, no, I didn't throw anybody away. I just couldn't do it anymore. And you grow apart. Oh my God. So I just want to talk about this one thing before we close. You know, we hear people discuss there are this many dimensions and there are that many dimensions. I'm going to give you a nugget. There are only two dimensions of the prophetic. Only two. Hear me in the spirit. I don't care what you say. There's only two and they're eternal. And we're going to talk about this in our absolute next teaching. The first dimension is I only speak what I hear the father speak. That is the first dimension of the prophetic. The second dimension is I only do what I hear the father do. No, I wouldn't say dimension. I'm going to change that. There are two cornerstones. Two cornerstones of the prophetic. Those are the only two because that's what Christ set. Not because I had re revelation on six, seven steps. No, this is Jesus saying what the prophetic is. Are you, are you following? Two cornerstones. I remember, imitate me as I imitate Christ. That's what Paul said. Jesus said, follow me. Jesus said, imitate me. So we imitate him in literally because he is the ultimate apostolic example. He's the cornerstone apostle. But he's also the cornerstone prophet and steward of the prophetic. And his two rules. I only say what I hear the father say. And I only do what I hear the father do. No human can rise above that mandate. Because it's an apostolic mandate with the prophetic directive. Now, there are gazillion dimensions, even dimensions we have not unlocked yet. There's the scribal dimension. There's the dance dimension, dimension. There's the visual art, graphic design dimension. There, I mean, you, it's endless because he is in everything, everywhere, all at once. We will be unlocking dimensions of the prophetic until we're at home in glory with him for eternity. Line by line. Little by little, step by step. Are you understanding this part? Well, we're going to go in detail about the two cornerstones in our next teaching. And then the teaching after that is going to be the, prophet, the prophetic dimensions. Oh, my God. Presence isn't just an atmosphere for us to perform to see performances or experience great gifts and callings in action. It isn't just about prophecy. It is an extraordinary pronouncement and visitation from God. It is him saying, I am here. Recognize me and let me reveal myself to you. It's an extraordinary pronouncement and visitation from God through the new contract with Christ to accomplish his will and his eternal intention through humanity. Everything that came from let there be light benefits us. Food, shelter, water, our sustainability, our, our allness of God, the, the, the call to look at his majesty, our ability to mature 
our ability to gain wisdom, our ability to get words of knowledge, words of wisdom, our ability to have the supernatural rest upon us and we help heal the sick, the ability to be able to influence people by the power of Holy Spirit to come into the kingdom. It is a pronouncement and a visitation of God with us. Miracles, signs and wonders at the last minute, lost things found, relationships restored, repentance and forgiveness accepted. Oh my God, it's pronouncement of the prophetic. Healing. And listen, all of those things exist because God wants to be revealed. Period. And he wants to be believed. Oh, God. Oh, God. Father, I pray for us as conservators. If no one else understand this, that we will. If, if, if we can get this in our bones, Lord God, to the marrow, to the depth of it. Well, there's no need for competition. We'll understand that the prophetic is a grace given to us by way of Holy Spirit in the earth. Holy Spirit just is in the atmosphere, hovering over those that do not know you at every opportunity trying to make himself known. When we say, yes, you feel us. And we have the better covenant guiding us. We have the powerful tools of conviction. We don't teach on that, but conviction is the most amazing gift that we get from Holy Spirit. It's our steer. It's our bow. Father, let us see what is eternal. Oh my God, I want you to know that we're all prophetic. God's presence is in our temples as sons. There is no person who accepts Jesus that has not had a prophetic encounter. Remember that. They may not demonstrate it like charismatic people, but if they are teaching the Bible, if they feel called to do it, even if they understand the calling from a very evangelical perspective, you know, the stringent part, not talking about anything else other than that, it's still the spirit leading them. We need to see that. Oh my God. While the prophetic has become so complicated, it can be simplified at the foundations if we take this truth to heart. What is the prophetic for real? Amen. 